We're on the top of page Kuflamid Ches, 138, four lines from the top. We just were speaking about the difference between the revelation of godliness, which these 26 generations that went against the Shem's will received, even, even though they received an abundance of blessing and all physical blessing, but still it was just a physical blessing. And it was just from the more diminished and external level of godliness. But since it stemmed from the world of Tayu, which in general, Tayu, there's a, a revelation of the unlimited divine energy. Therefore, there was an abundant uh, bless, abundance of blessing. But they did not experience a revelation, a feeling of godliness. And that, specifically, to experience a feeling of godliness, that comes from the panemius, from the inner core of godliness, and specifically only through tzimtzum, only through contraction and diminishment of divine energy. When there, when you get from the world of tikkun, you're in general you're getting from a more limited level of godliness that's already related to the you know clothing into the limited vessels of the world of Atsilas. But your experience, because of that symptom, because of that lowering of the divine energy to the level of creations, you're able to experience a actual revelation of godliness. So the whole idea of symptom is only possible. The whole idea of gilu, of revelation, is only possible through the symptom. Four lines on the top. This is the whole idea of the symptom, the contraction of the wisdom of Torah, like we said earlier, that according to the Torah, according to the divine wisdom of Hashem, that only if you go in the ways of Hashem and you fulfill the Torah mitzvahs and you have that merit, then you're able to get all the physical blessings that the Torah says. And if you don't go in the ways, then you get the opposite. So this is the whole idea of the contraction of the divine wisdom, basically the wisdom of Hashem, how Hashem set up creation, that according to his wisdom, if you do good, then you get good. If you don't, you don't get good. That through this contraction of the wisdom of the Torah of Chachmah, which is the first of the ten spheres, basically the first definition to godliness that there is in the world of Atsilos, that is how it's possible to have a revelation of godliness. Like we said, the Tzimtzum is but brings about the possibility of revelation. And that is expressed in the first Yud of Hashem's name, which the first Yud, its shape is a small dot. One small dot, which that small dot expresses the idea of contraction. It's a little teeny dot, and that's the focused revelation of godliness that in order to be able to get the revelation, to experience revelation of godliness, you have to have that focused, contracted ray of godliness and not just the overwhelming, unlimited um, unlimited experience of godliness. So that is the first Yud of Hashem's name, which is also um, symbolizes the Chachma of the world of Atsilis. So the Chachma is where the divinity first comes into a contracted way and a more focused way. Kind of like when a person, an analogy for this, um, when, when you squint your eyes, so you're, 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 you're blocking out a lot of the light that you're seeing, but specifically through the squinting, which is a contraction of the light that you're seeing outside, that is how you're able to see better. So it's like focusing that, that, that energy of your, of your sight. So too, through the symptom of, of godliness, that's how you're able to experience the revelation. Vim calls them, and nevertheless... Despite all this, even though the the yud of the of the of the name of Hashem yud kevavke is just one small dot, which symbolizes symptom contraction of the energy, nevertheless it is the main the the main aspect of the name of Hashem Memavaya. It's the first letter. The first letter always expresses the main idea of that name. Because why is why does the Yud express the main idea of the Shem Avaya? Because Shem Avaya, the, the name of Hashem, which is spelled Yud Kevavke, is from the the root, which means Mahavit, the same word, which means Mahavit, to, to bring it to existence. And 
without the yud who loshen hoive, without this first yud, it would be just the word hoive, levad. It would be the word hoive, which means just present, existing. The yud makes the word hoive, which just means existence. It means it makes it makes it mean now the constant bringing into existence of creation. So like it says in the verse about Eoiv, Job, that he, this is what Job would do. Like it says in Shaykh Munaf and Al Tarabah that this is that Shapirusha what does it mean that Yase Eoiv? The Yud means that he would this is what he would do always. He would always do this. So Vikhim Bashem Avaya, so too in the name of Vaya, Hayud, the first letter Yud, Ima Yesirak Nukuda Bhanasimsum, even though it's just a small dot which expresses the idea of contraction of divine energy in Kolzeh, who are made all to me the say Savas. Nevertheless, that specifically is what uh, expresses the idea of the constant creation, the constant bringing into existence of creation. Shuhu hoya hoive v'yia, and that expresses the idea of the Shem Avaya, which in the word Avaya you have hoya, well, he was, hoive, he is, and he will be yia, all in one, all in one word, in one name, and that's the idea of to me the seisavus expressed by the yud. It's it's constant, constant meaning he's in the past, he's in the he's in the present, and he's in the future. Hashem is totally above time, transcends time. Therefore, he uh, he he was, he is, and he will be all in that same moment. And the yud is specifically what expresses all of that idea. If it wasn't for the yud, it would just be he is, not he was and he will be. The constant, the idea of being constant, of of uh, being nitzchi always is expressed through the Yud specifically. And that's why the Yud, even though it expresses this contracted level of God, and is specifically the Yud, is the main idea of the Shem Avaya, because that is what specifically means the constant, um, the timidius, the constancy of the fact that it's always, the Shem is always, he is, he was, he is, and he will be all in the same moment. Um, which that's the main idea of Shem Avaya, expressed how Hashem is above time, and he, he was, he is, and he will be all in the same moment. And this is like we said before, like the, that the aspect of contraction and the concealment of divine energy, that is specifically the reason which allows for the revelation. And this is what the, meaning, the deeper meaning of what the sages say. The, the first two of the Ten Commandments, I, I am Hashem your God, don't believe in any, and don't believe in any other gods, and you should not have any other gods. Those first two commandments, we heard them from the mouth of the Almighty. It uses the word Hagvuda to describe Hashem here, from the mouth of the Almighty. Uh, we heard them. What does it mean that it says from the mouth of the Almighty? It uses the word Gvuda, which we know, Gvuda, as opposed to Chesed, kindness, Gvuda always expresses might meaning contraction, concealment. The aspect, the the sphira, the mida of gvura is always Who is this truly strong person who can conquer, hold back his evil inclination, not let it express itself? So the whole idea of gvura is holding back, is con- is contraction. So specifically, how are we able to hear these first two commandments through the kvipia gvura, through the aspect of the tzimtzum? That's how we were able to perceive them, to hear them, to experience the revelation of godliness at the giving of the Torah. From the aspect of symptom, because in order there should be able to be the revelation of the commandments of I am Hashem your God and you shall not have other, any other gods, which basically express the whole idea of Terimitsis, like, like it explains in Tanya. That's only from the mouth of the Gvuda, of the Almighty. 
which Gevuda expresses Tzimtzum, Pchinas Tzimtzum, from the aspect of contraction and diminishment of divine energy. If it wasn't for this Tzimtzum, it would be impossible for there to be a revelation of Godliness because it would totally transcend our perception. We wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't be able to experience that revelation at all. So we can conclude from all this that the tzimtzum, the contraction of the of divine energy, is specifically the reason for which allows for the revelation of godliness. And this is also the idea which explains in Kabbalah that the word rotzin, the will, the will is the same letters as tzinor as a channel of a, a channel, a pipe. Because what's the, what's, the, what's the idea expressed here? That in order that they should be able to draw down the infinite energy of Hashem in into the will of Torah Mitzvah, Hashem's desire that we should learn Torah and fulfill Mitzvah, because like we said before, um, compared to Hashem, from Hashem's perspective, any action that we down here, that we do down here, even the good things we do and fulfilling Torah Mitzvah or the Avedis that we do, do not have any importance before Hashem Himself. He totally transcends the whole definition of good and bad. Like we said before, like we said before, that darkness is the same as light, light is the same as darkness before Hashem. And if you sin, what are you, what are you, what are you affecting in Hashem? You're not affecting anything. So, the only way that um, the infinite energy of Hashem should be able to be drawn down into the will of Tehidimitz, meaning that the infinite energy of Hashem, which totally transcends good and bad, should come down and should actually care about what we do down here. That is through the idea of tzinoy, of rotzin, the same rotz, the letters of rotzin is tzinoy, of the channeling, meaning of tzimtzum. Because the whole idea of a pipe is a pipe which basically channels water through it is the idea of tzimtzum, contraction. You're taking from that the water should not go in a you know in the utmost in an overwhelming breadth of water like the water of a river rather like the like the water of a river which just can overtake everything in its path rather the pipe is what channels the water that it should come in a more contracted way in a more focused way so too in order for Hashem and His infinite essence to be able to focus and care about what we do down here, even though that has no comparison to Hashem Himself, that's through the idea of Tzinor, of the Tzimtzum. Nevertheless, And even though we're talking about a contraction, a diminishment of divine energy here, nevertheless, this is actually the, this Tzimtzum itself, even though seemingly it's taking away from us the experience of godliness in its full sense, it actually is the Ikra Tevichasa, the main goodness and kindness. Ki because this symptom is the actual source for the drawing down of revelation of godliness. Because if it wasn't for this aspect of the symptom, the contraction of divine energy, it would be impossible at all to experience revelation of godliness, because it would be totally above our perception and we wouldn't have any experience of it. This is similar to the idea which it says in the Gemara that Gvudes Kshom, the overpowering, uh, overpowering intense rainfall. Al Shem Shiyurdim Bigvuda. Why is rainfall called Gvudes Kshom? Seemingly, rainfall is the expression of Chesed. Rain, which gives, which allows things, in the, things on the earth to grow, quenches the thirst of the earth, gives us water, etc. Gives us all, it's all expressions of, of Hashem giving to us. So, why in the Gemara is it called Gvudes Kshom? Which Gvuda is always the expression of Tzimtzum. 
It's because Al Shem Shiyurdim, because the raindrops descend, they fall, big tipin tipin, they fall in a way of tsimtsum, meaning in a differentiation of different drops, specific little drops of water, not in a gush of of falling water from like just like as if like a river would fall down from heaven from the sky no it comes out in little drops which express this idea of tzimtzum each the water is now focused into little drops but nevertheless that actually is the main kindness if it would cause if the water that would fall the rain that would fall from the sky would not Diff, uh, split up into little drops of, of raindrops. It will be a, a, a flood, floodwaters that would totally just um, take over all of everything and, and flood everything in its path. That specifically through this gvuda, through this aspect of tzimtzum, that the rain falls in, in different drops, it's drawn down the greatest kindness and goodness and kindness. That there should be able to be crops that grow, and fruit trees that grow, and all types of things growing from the earth is only possible because the rain falls in these little drops. And if it would be a flood, then all these plants and the trees would be totally taken over, uprooted, and drowned. And just like it is, like we're talking about here, in the influx of uh, physical raindrops so too it is in the influx of the, of spiritual energy that in order there should be able to be drawn down a revelation of godliness in the holy temple that was only possible through the symptom the contraction and diminishment of divine energy like the sages say Hashem, specifically the sages use the word simsum here, that Hashem contracted, focused his Shekhinah, his divine presence, between the two um, staves of the ark, the staves that you carry the ark with. The whole idea of this simsum, that Hashem contracting his divine presence between the two staves of the ark, who siba sagili, it's the reason for the revelation of godliness which was experienced on the ark. If it wasn't for this contraction of, of the divine energy, it would be impossible to be a revelation of godliness at all. Because it would be totally above our perception, we wouldn't be able to um, withstand that and we wouldn't be able to appreciate it at all. Like I said before, the analogy of the teacher and the student. The only way the teacher is able to appreciate the only way the student's able to appreciate the teacher's concept and the teacher's understanding is only if the teacher brings it down to the student's level through analogies and through condensing his wisdom into the letters that the student can understand. So the conclusion is that the, the drawing down of revelation of godliness that was in it was experienced in the Holy Temple, that was only through contraction of the divinity. Like the sages say that Hashem contracted His divine presence. So if so, the conclusion is that the tzimtzum, the contraction of divine energy, is actually the main uh, goodness and kindness, because it's what allows us to experience revelation of godliness. So now we have a different answer to what we were saying before. Even though the generation, 26 generations, which got from the level of Erech HaPayim, Rav Chesed, the kindness which truly transcends any calculations of if you're doing good or if you're doing bad, but that was all a just expressed in physicality, which is a very external level of the expression of that divinity of the world of Tayu. But when you have a contraction of divine energy, which is specifically present in the world of Tikkun, when you have that contraction, that is how you're able to experience revelation of godliness. So therefore, it's actually a lot better through the giving of the Torah, which now everything comes through the Chachm Vashem, which is the first of the defined spheres. That allows us now to experience revelation of godliness, which is the ultimate 
good and kindness. The symptom is the ultimate. This symptom is the ultimate goodness and kindness. Omnom, however, tachlitz hakavana hu, but the ultimate purpose is shal yidei teira mitzis yumshach b'chinas atzmus ha'ed abilti mugbol shalamaylam b'chinas simsim chul. The ultimate intention, the ultimate purpose is that through the fulfillment of teira mitzis, there should be drawn down the essence of the infinite, un- unlimited light of Hashem, which totally transcends the idea of contraction of diminishment. So even though. We're saying here that Tzimtzim Shechina say that in order to experience a Gile Lukus, it's only through an idea of Tzimtzim, of contraction, allowing the uh, unlimited divinity to come down to a level that we should be able to perceive it and, and feel it and, and experience it. However, the ultimate intention is that through Tere Mitzvah, we should draw down the essence of Hashem, uh, essence of Hashem's unbounded, infinite light, which totally transcends the symptom. Meaning, and that is referring to the the abundance of divine energy of the world of Tayu, meaning the unlimited divine energy of Tayu. That is the kind of light we're trying to draw down through Tayu The divine sparks which fell from the shattering of the vessels of the world of Tayu. This is this is only a the the backside, so to say, and the more external. Um, levels of that light, of that unbounded, unlimited light of the world of Tayu, like we said before. So everything which fell down from that unlimited light of Tayu, the divine sparks that fell down from the shattering of the vessels, and which now are trapped in the physicality, that's only an external revelation of that unlimited light, which is drawn down into all the physical aspects of creation. And that's what those 26 generations received from, that external level of the unbounded light of Tayu. So, but the ultimate purpose is that there should be a revelation of the essence of that light of the world of Tayu through Teremitzis. And this is the deeper meaning of the verse in Tehillim, that your mitzvahs are very wide, are very broad. Um, which, which implies that the mitzvahs, the commandments, are, are very wide vessels. They're very wide vessels that they have the ability to receive. The uh, your your mitzvahs are very broad, very wide, in order to receive the ma'id. Ma'id always implies an unlimited revelation. Like, you should love Hashem with all your might, but implying ma'id always implies a revelation of, or something which is totally unbounded. So, the mitzvahs are, they're very wide, so to say, in the, in the sense that they are able to receive even the ma'id da'elyin, the unlimited level of godliness, which from descends from the which comes to the world of Tayyu. This is not comparable to the idea we were saying before of the of the Ratzin. The will is the same letters as Tsina, as a channel. Meaning we were saying before that the the will of Hashem, which is expressed in the, the will of Hashem in Terra Mitzvis, that is the channel which channels the unlimited divine energy into a smaller uh, a smaller, so to say, pipe channel that we should be able to receive it in a more finite, in a more condensed way, a focused way. This is not similar to that idea we were just saying. Rather, we're talking about here that the ultimate intention is that there should be a revelation of the unlimited, the essence of Hashem, the unlimited light of Hashem. And similarly, in Torah, the Isa Medeshabo, so so I guess that meaning in similar in, in we're talking about Ratzin Isiasino, that is referring to the will of Hashem, which is expressed mainly in his commandments. He's commanding us to do a certain thing because he that's what he wills, that's what he wants. So but when we the ultimate purpose is when we fulfill a mitzvah that we should draw down the unlimited 
revelation of godliness that is experienced in the world of Tehu. And so too, also, B'Tayra and Tehra, the Isa, B'Medrash Shabbat, it's brought in the Medrash Shabbat, in the Medrash of on the Sefer B'Reishis, She'ein lo Sikus, the Hainu Gvul. So, Rechava, okay, so we're, instead, we're bringing this on the verse, Rechava mitzvah schoma oid, your commandments are very broad. So, that is what we're talking about until now. We're talking about the mitzvahs or kalim rechavim. They're very broad, wide vessels to receive that revelation of the unlimited uh, energy of Hashem. And so too, referring to Torah, that because that verse rechav mitzvahs kamoid. So it's just talking about your mitzvahs, but also Torah, like the Medrash says on this verse, it says, um, it says, l'chol tichla reisi case To every tichla, I've seen a an, an end. However, your mitzvahs are very broad. And so the Medrash says, And it explains that and is this idea of sikus, which means uh, a limitation. So that the, so it says in the Medrash Shabbo, that the Torah has no end. Has no limitations. Meaning within the, even within the specific uh, measures of Torah mitzvahs, meaning that the Torah uh, always comes in a certain measure, that you have to bring the karbonis in a certain way, and that everything has to be, the mitzvahs have to be done in a certain way, even though that seems like limitations and specific finite measures, the im um that within these diktukim of Torah mitzvahs, that the im if you'll go in my statutes, if you'll follow the, if you will follow my will and do my Torah mitzvahs, your b'chinas erin atmi, that within those, even within those finite uh, rules of Terimitzis, will will illuminate, will shine the infinite energy of Hashem, the essential infinite energy of Hashem, which is totally unlimited, how it is in its very pristine, pure state, uh, without without any um, concealments at all. So, the same thing applies with Torah. The Torah is also something which has no limits, has no limitations. And that's implying that even within the specific rules of the Torah mitzvahs, if you go in my ways, if you go in my statutes, even though we're talking about limited specific rules, but within those limitations shines the un, the un, the unlimited essence of Hashem, how it is in its totally pure state. And this comes about through the service of Birudim, refining divine sparks that are trapped within the physicality, uplifting them, connecting them back to their divine source. And how do we accomplish this uh, service of Birudim, of refining the divine sparks from the physicality? Because the mitzvahs, all the commandments are enclosed in physical things. Tzitzis, B'Tzemer, Gashmi. The mitzvah of Tzitzis is enclosed in actual physical wool. Tefillin, B'Klav, Gashmi. And Tefillin is made with a physical cloth, a physical parchment from an, made from an animal skin. Derech, Mosh, an animal hide. Adal, Minash, Belulav, starting on the next page, Kuvlam, Hundred and thirty nine. And also the the four species of the Lulav, but Smachim Gashmi are made with our physical plants. Matzah Bekamachul and also matzah for Pesach is made from physical flour. Shinasa Bazebirahmagashmim and through the fact that we're fulfilling mitzvahs with all these physical things, which have these divine sparks which fell from the world of Torah and trapped within them, we are now bringing about this service of Birudim, of refining these divine spark, sparks, separating them from being trapped in the physicality, and uplifting them, and connecting them back to the divine source by using them for a divine purpose. This is how we're bringing about, through these mitzvahs, the refinement of these physical things. To uplift the divine sparks trapped in these physical things, 
which enliven these physical things, l'shorshem, to bring them back to their source in divinity. And through that, connecting these sparks that are trapped in the physical back to their divine source, through that, it shines this abundance of light, the unlimited light of the world of Tayu. That is how we accomplish that, through these, through learning Torah, which speaks about physical things, switching a cow with a donkey, all, all the, the halachis, the, the, the cases which the Torah deals with, they're all physical cases dealing with physical things. Through learning about those, we're uplifting all those, the divine energy within those physical things, connecting them back to the source, and therefore drawing down from that divine source that unlimited energy. And so too, when you fulfill mitzvahs, which are with, with these actual physical things, you're doing the same process of birudim. So that is the ultimate purpose of through Torah mitzvahs, not just experiencing the more limited, contracted life, even though it's connected to the inner core essence of godliness, but actually draw down that unlimited energy of the world of Tayu. And that is through, how, how do we do that? Specifically through the fact that we're dealing with the physical. When you deal with the physical and you uplift the, the sparks trapped in the physicality, connecting it back to its source, that is how you fulfill Hashem's ultimate purpose in creation of basically connecting the lowest um, of reality back to the highest, Therefore, you're eliciting a revelation from Hashem's very essence, because that is where His essence is found in fulfilling that purpose. And when we do fulfill that purpose and we bring about the Avodah Birudim, that is how we elicit a revelation from that essence. We'll stop there on the top of page Kuflam and Tess, three lines on the top of page 139.